0: Hello, this is Clinton and Hillary, and welcome to Black Lanik. We're a podcast and media channel bringing East Coast voices to the world.
1: This week, we will be speaking to Karen and Al Farron of Farron Family Farms.
0: Our podcast is weekly with guests or topics, and you can find us anywhere online by searching Black Lanik. If you're watching on YouTube right now, make sure to subscribe to us and hit that like button.
1: How are you both doing today? Good. I will say I'll I'll start introing briefly by saying that this, as we mentioned when we uh, before we clicked record in our little preamble, that for anyone listening, this has been a long time coming and in the making. I think fueled by our my resident brown farm boy beside me, Clinton, and his love of farming. Um, because I one day I signed into our shared Instagram and saw what you guys were doing. And as I believe I mentioned to Karen on the phone, I've uh, never known of any Black farmers in the entire province. And I think we were just so interested in hearing your story. Um, and I'm excited that I selfishly get to share the story on other platforms as well, which is soon to come, because I'm just enthralled by... Why and how you guys are doing what you're doing, and so I'm really excited to have the um the conversation today. Clinton, do you want to share any thoughts about this? Since I threw you under the bus before we start,
0: I just throw me under the bus. Well,
1: I don't know if it's throwing you under the bus, but just like outing you for your love of farming, I guess.
0: I'm offended. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was gonna say that as we talk, I think it'll quickly be uh, obvious to viewers that uh, you folks are much more of uh, farmers than than I am. <laughs> yeah, I live on farmland. We have uh, numerous birds and animals in a small garden, but uh nothing like what I've seen on your reels and stories at fair and family farms. But yeah.
1: Um I'd love to start um cuz I I was fortunate enough to speak to Karen on the phone. Basically the story leading up to the moment that you I think meet not it's not new brunswick and it's is it scarborough but i know there was some alberta time at some point, So i'd love to hear sort of the origin story of the two of you
2: um <laughs> <laughs> well i grew up well i was born in jamaica but um, migrated to um edmonton alberta when i was younger and grew up there did my education there and um and uh 20 Oh, one, I decided to move to Toronto um, with my daughter. Um, my parents had decided to move back to Jamaica, and it was just a right fit for me. Change of life was just wanted something new and to be closer to family, which was Jamaica and uh, New York City, where my family um, are residing. So I moved to Toronto and uh, he, Al was there, we were living in the same building, not knowing each other, and a fire alarm went off about 1 a.m. one morning, <laughs> and we all met up in the lobby, and now 20, over 20 years later. <laughs> wow. And, and, um, and my daughter from previous relationship for children, um, we're here now on a farm in New Brunswick.
0: <laughs> what a way to meet. Mm-hmm. What a way to meet. Um I wanna ask you what it was like living in Edmonton, but first, Al, um, how about you? What's your what's your origin story a little bit?
1: Yeah, how do you get to be in that same lobby? I gotta, I gotta yeah. need to know. <laughs> I've got a Nicholas Sparks movie going on in my head. I'm like, There was no real fire, they're the flame. Like I'm romanticizing this whole story over here.
3: yeah. Well, uh, well, I I am um from Jamaica, I came here uh, when I was younger. I came to Toronto, and um, yes, we uh, actually me and my brother was living together in that apartment. And uh, coming home one night from work, the fire, fire, fire alarm went off, and we, um, I saw her there in the corner, and you know, as a, <laughs> a guy looking uh, for a, a nice young lady, she was really. Um,
0: and i'm catching my eyes there's something to look at eh?
3: (laughs) Uh, i kind of i I made a move anyways and got a number and yes um, (laughs) three kids later we're we're here but uh we we made a few moves i was working in the city for a while um worked with toronto transit commission for a bit and um, it's just that um the city that we well for us we wanted a change um didn't know what kind of farming we were going to be ending up doing in New Brunswick here, but made this change here. And, um, you know, my kids got, uh, my son got into university and uh, my daughter's going again in uh, se- September. So both will be in university now. And um, yeah, we, uh, we're here doing this farming. Um, yeah. You know.
2: But it was, I have to say, it was all his, it was his idea. It was his dream at first and he'd always told me he wanted a farm. Um, Cause he did, you know, grow up um, with his grandparents who had a farm in Jamaica and anyone knows this guy knows his love for natural food and produce and cooking. Yeah. And so that was even one of the things I loved about him. But he, you know, when we lived in Ontario, that was our thing. To drive to the markets, and uh, which he introduced me to, you know, to get the fresh, fresh fish, and we would go to the Amish farmers to get our goat meat, um, because you know he trusted, you know, getting the goat meat himself that he saw was raising on the farm.
3: Well, what a uh, what a lot of people don't know, and I'll put this out there, maybe it's gonna be where oh, I don't yeah. know if I'm <laughs> intervening with the marketing of what's going on, but. Um, for uh, goat meat um, in the stores, you actually don't get that real goat meat. You get mutton. And it's considered, the, they, they sell it as goat meat, but it's mutton. That's there. And it's, it's sheep. You know, it's, 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 it's sheep. And it's not uh, grass-fed. So what I used to do was go by the Amish and get the real meat, which was totally different. And from, grass-fed. From, from, I could, you know, anybody could vouch for it. They could tell you, you know, I, I used to go do it. Well, the reason for this is that I uh, grew up in Jamaica as a kid with my grandmother, um, didn't know that it was going to um, drive me to go on a farm. Was that uh, before high school or before school in the morning, um, we uh, had uh, animals. And uh, I was that guy who was uh, in charge of the animals, which uh, cows and you know, goats and pigs. Pigs, and
2: which put chickens. him through school. That's yeah, what I put yeah. in through school. Th- th- oh. Those
3: were, were like for pigs was like, you know, that in Jamaica you pay school fee. Unlike here, we're going to high school, it's um you don't pay a fee, but in Jamaica you pay that school fee. So those pigs used to be my uh my school fee money and uh uniform and books or whatever was coming from that. So my grandmother from an early age, she was giving me this and I didn't really know what she was curving me for anyway.
2: And instilling it. Uh, yes.
3: And so um for for that I I like getting that natural meat and I used to just go get my eggs and natural meat from the Amish and you know which when I cook even for friends they were like where did you get this you know I could tell them that's um natural <laughs> goat it's just total different
2: yeah because once you taste the natural goat meat you realize what you're getting in the stores in the you know is not a hundred percent goat meat some um meat uh, sellers will even mix it up with the goat meat. And if if you cook our goat meat, compared to what you get in the store, um, as most Jamaicans know, you have to use a pressure cooker sometimes because the meat is tough. Well, that's because it's not real goat meat or it wasn't grass fed or natural grain. Yes. So <laughs> the, what do you mean?
3: <laughs> <laughs> in the West Indian stores, right? Because um, I, I did a little bit of this there. In the west indian stores like uh for danforth are those if 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 you go to to say um the last place i saw that was in one of those food stores it was um was it price chopper not price chopper one, uh, one of no the girls
2: don't call names no on sorry <laughs> but
3: yeah
0: okay. but, but, but not for you nothing. can call names on this show we don't care <laughs>
3: <laughs> for um, for uh, for for that uh, grocery store, I um, noticed they had goat leg and shoulder. Now that that was sold for um, a different price than if you go to the the, the Chinese stores or the, the local um, West Indian stores where they are selling goat meat, the goat would be a bit cheaper. And the reason being that's that's not goat. You know what I mean? It's it's mutton.
2: They they will so, label it as mutton because. Yeah. Most Caribbeans will call goat meat mutton anyhow, so when they see the mutton package, they will just assume it's that it's hundred percent goat meat. And with my research when we were starting this farm for our business plan, most of the goat meat that you see that does sell in the major chain market is coming from like um, Australia yeah. and they're coming yes. frozen. so you don't know what those goat was fed. If they were given any kind of hormones right or anything which most um, mass producer meat producers will do to fatten up their animals quick you know quicker yeah, with goats, they do take a long time to put weight on. Like sheep which put is, on weight yes. a lot quicker than a goat does. It takes like a year for a goat to become for, it, for, for a, you
3: to get a full mature buck. Yeah, it, it will take you close to a year for him, unless you're you're trying to add something to their feed to actually put that weight on, you know, um, for the sheep, a sheep, uh, say a six months, six months old sheep would be you could get up to um, 100 pounds, 100 pounds yeah. from a, a six months old sheep when comparing to a goat, you'll meet maybe end up with 50 pounds, you know, or 60 pounds, which is a bit less. Wow. So, it takes a, a, a while um, for, for that goat to reach that um, full mature or that buck because for me, I, I, I use the bucks for meat. Um, Caribbeans, like uh, our West Indians, they do like the, 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 the bucks for, for that strong um, smell. So, um, which is I, the females we keep for breeding and uh, males we, 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 um, we sell for meat. So for, for that time, period of time, it takes a longer while. It's, it takes a little bit longer. So your meat is going to be a bit more expensive, or your product will be a little bit more expensive. Um, grass-fed, it's um, for you to get uh, your grass or your hay or the type of hay for them. You know They, they are picky eaters too. So it, uh, for, for, that, for, for you to be providing for them, you definitely have to be charging. Uh, your price will be a little bit a bit higher than uh, what you compare to see a uh, mountain um, um, selling for in the regular in the, Yeah,
2: so that is one of our, you know, our, with us selling our, our gold meat. And that's why we pride ourselves in making sure everyone knows that they're 100% grass-fed and pasture-raised, because it does, it does, really does um, affect the, um, the meat, the taste, and how tender the meat is. So anyway, so with all of that story, that was one of the reason too, that we've decided let's do something we know about and that we love, which is, you know, goat. we do other and anim- like we do produce other livestock. We do beef, we do pork, you know, also, but we specialize in the goat, goat market part. because we know there's not many goat farmers out there.
3: Well, I'll give you a funny story. Um, or maybe it's not even funny for you guys, but I think it's funny <laughs> for me. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, well, when we got here, I didn't really know exactly what we are going to be raising. So the barns I have is actually set up for pigs, and uh, w- everything was there set up. And I was saying, well, we could um, get to do these pigs, and yeah, I was just going to Karen. What was and I was saying, set up. Karen, let's utilize what's here and do the pigs. And um, we found out that uh, the, the, um, the federal abattoirs that was here in the county we are at, it's um, not here anymore. We would have to go to Prince Edward Island or, or, or Quebec. Quebec. And furthermore, for doing the pork, you have to get um, a contract in order to, to do it. And uh, so our friend, well, the persons we bought the place from, they were doing that and they, they, the neighbor was doing, doing pigs. Um, he didn't mention it, that he was doing the pigs under that contract. So I had offered um, for uh, some hay for him to cut uh, my hay at the front, and um, he would uh, get 50% of that. Half of it would be his, half would be mine. But then I realized that um, I don't know what my animals that I was going to get, how much they're going to use, so I couldn't do it that way, unless I find out how much I'm going to be needing myself. So I decided to fertilize it and do it myself, get it done, and I'll pay for it. So in the time that I did that, I found he came up and he mentioned to me that uh, he started telling me about the contract. And now it's when he's trying to tell me that he knows the guy and wanted to give me the number. But before we even get that get to there, Karen looked at me and she said. Um, Since we can't get this contract and we're not getting much information about it, and it seems like such a process, why don't you do what you know? And I said, What? She's like, Do some goats. I was like, You know, you're right. So right away, I went about it and started getting goats. She's like, Are you going to get them now? I'm like, Yeah, you put something in my head. So I started getting the goats. And to be frank with you, now, is where nobody around here knew nothing about
2: goats. Oh, they laughed at us, actually. It's like, why goats, <laughs> you know?
3: And so we, we started off, and um, I started introducing it to uh, a few people. Uh, well, there's a, a group here um, with a lot of um, Caribbean. Caribbean, and I introduced it there. I introduced a bit to Fredericton and um, in the African community. And, um, I find that uh, and the right, East
2: Indians,
3: yeah and the East Indians. Mm-hmm. And because you know they th- this is um, part of their 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 culture. It's a niche product that we all enjoy. And um, that's how we've been going about and trying to promote it and you know, which is, I mean, it's where now the province itself, well, the MLA that's here we spoke to, she had mentioned now that she, she um people are trying to find out about getting into goats. And
2: yeah. they, so that's wanna
0: go back to to to,
3: to learn get, more about how, more to goats, how to treat goats
2: because more you know, farmers are getting, are goats, getting now. goats now. Trendsetters, <laughs>
0: eh? <laughs> yeah. People trendsetters, so, setters, eh? People what? Yeah.
2: And even people who looked at us and said, Why goats? Yeah. Well, now we find out they're getting goats too. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so, you know, um it's 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 a process. Um, we're still learning a lot of stuff. Um, um, I mean, I've never done it on a big scale, as if as what I'm trying to get done here now. Um, as I said, I did this at a younger age, and you know. Yeah. Which, and
2: farming is different in Jamaica than it is in Canada. Yes, because, oh,
3: yes. because of the rules, and you know, mm-hmm. I mean, a, a lot more stuff. And but, and
2: the and the weather.
3: And, and yes so um. you you know um, getting adjusted and you know one of the things is we are we're actually um we're, we're first generations it's mm-hmm. not not as if we are fifth generation that comes which in which we've been and, told and have, <laughs> have um all the equipments that you need and and the 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 the, the, the um setup in place mm-hmm. you know, everything we we have to be doing from from scratch and the help is not there in the community as it is if if I was of a different uh, I, I'd put it straight if, 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 if I was considered White. one of them yes yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: then
3: it would have been totally different. But I find that um, every you know most uh, you do find one and two good people, you know as as Mohammed Ali said in one of his statements is that um, he knows there's like a thousand good uh, brother snakes. That uh, in a pack of a uh, ten thousand, but uh, what should he do? Should he give the 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 thousand the chance to protect him against the the other you know, nine thousand, mm. or should I just close that door? You know what I mean? So this is kind of how the feeling is with, with 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 certain things. So we've been burnt, you know, since we're starting here, not knowing certain things about the farming. So there's people that's here that you know of that different color that's supposed to be helping that um, burn us um, and i think there should be some more uh, resources set up for first time farmers in um, in the, the atlantic region here in you know, at least give give people who are thinking about it the opportunity to 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 get started you know there's no much help for you so if you don't have Um, If you
2: don't have that drive, it's very difficult because I mean, with that way, on that note, I've met an Asian couple recently and they've been here three years and he has the property, but he no longer has the farm because he said when he came here, the pushback he received, he couldn't sustain because one of the thing with this industry that I've realized it's basically the the same as any other industry. When you're new coming in, if there's not a network, a supportive network to help kind of steer you, it's really easy to fall off and lose what you started. And even though, you know, that other 10,000, as I would say, is there, I still many times rely on that that 1,000 to for advice because there's just so much research you can go to the internet and 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 find um you know and if you don't know which direction to go you can get lost in this world where you've never uh, we've never been um and on top of it we're in an area where we don't know anyone you know initially um so we could really get overwhelmed with the whole um, being new and first generation, um, thank goodness that we're very resilient. and I have the we both have the attitude when we get the knockdowns. Well, I'm gonna show you., yeah. and, <laughs> and that's really how I've always been. Um, now, even where we are, I mean, because in truth, we've we moved here twenty twenty one. Um, January 27th, right? Oh. And we didn't start farming until coming close to the summer where we say, okay, this is a business. We'd get the business plan done. No, we started, started introducing ourselves. I, I started getting things. Well, you started getting animals, which I didn't even agree with. I'm like, yeah. this barn isn't even set up yet. What are we doing? Like, we have my business plan isn't done. What are you doing? Yeah. He didn't care. He was off buying animals and bringing them in which I'm actually glad he did because then we were put into that situation where, well, we got to learn how to take care of animals. Fire have- by fire. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And, we, you know, and we, and we yeah. have, and I am still so proud of where we are and those people that were laughing us at us for two reasons. One, we're from Ontario and we're from the city. What are they doing? One farmer looked at us and said, why are you doing this to get rich? Because if you think it's a, you're gonna get rich, <laughs> you choose the wrong field. And we're like, no, um, you know, we've had all these little comments been you know thrown our way about why we would want to do this. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is too, we're immigrants, and we're in a community that, I mean, um, one, you're not the first one, Hillary, to tell us that because even when we've spoke to people in uh, agri- um, um, the New Brunswick agriculture, you know, you're the first black farmers we've ever <laughs>
0: <met>. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Oh, of course and I, you are, yeah.
2: We met a lady. Yeah. And she's lived, she's from Newfoundland and she says, she's only lived in the Atlantic all her life. And she says, I have never, I've lived in Newfoundland. I've lived, where else did she live? Was it Pia? But she's a, now she lives here. And she says, I've never seen a black farmer before.
3: So. <laughs> I, I have friends who think that I'm, I am a crazy
0: person. Like, you know,
3: why well, would
2: you live in <laughs> Well, you know? I th-
0: Look, Y'all I wanna... sound like the most rational, logical people. Oh, go ahead, Hilary. Yeah, I've I ever just, met. Like, we I'm covered... so happy listening to this story. Go ahead, go ahead.
1: There is so much to unpack that I don't want to skirt by... Clinton's emotional fragility around learning of a goat and mutton. Are you (laughs) well learning this news that a lot of, I think, your Toronto dishes were maybe something else?
0: Well, you kind of (laughs) answered my question. Yeah, so just quickly on that. So you're saying, like, a lot of West Indies restaurants, these Caribbean restaurants, when we're ordering goat, (laughs) we're actually getting mutton. Probably the places that never have goat are the places Uh, that serve real goat. The
3: places that are always
0: sold out of goat, probably. Yeah,
2: Yeah.
3: a lot of them don't, don't know. That's the thing. They yeah. don't think that it's not real goat meat. That it is, and they'd it's rather not, buy not... the
2: cheaper meat, meat by the mass, they, they, right? Yes.
0: Because that's how you're gonna make a profit yes. in the restaurant business, right? So that's you know, what it is. I'm good emotionally, Hillary, but I to, I'm just my mouth is watering. I just I just need to of come course. have some grass fed goat. <laughs> well, like we, we gotta make a road trip. Out well, there. I
2: tell you, when when we've had like people buy our meat, because we've even had people that come um here to vacation or visit and come and buy our goat meat and they're like one of his friends uh, the gentleman you know called him
3: yes I, I i am a friend of mine he bought some he wanted some goat so he bought some goat and um after cooking that meat he called me he's like i i it's like i i'm missing something i it's been a
2: he goes, this this
3: been- isn't goat I was cooking yeah, all these years. Whatever I've been cooking said, all these years. He's like, man, <laughs> I, it's like I'm in Jamaica. All the like house smells of this meat. It's, this is the real thing. He's like, listen, next time I'm ordering, I need 10 pounds. <laughs> I said, okay, cool, man, no That's worries. Amazing. But it's just Beautiful. total different meat. You know, it's the, the smell, the, the taste, and, and the time of cooking. is. so to- You got to watch this meat that you don't overcook, let it uh, cook out.
2: Because it's you know, so
3: because tender. Because it's tender. You know, that's how, how, how good this meat is. Not not to be bragging on what our thing is, but yeah. it's <laughs> just no,
2: the truth. It's,
0: it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, like, Hillary, yeah, there's there's so much to, to unpack here. This has actually been one yeah. of the the best, like, episodes in a way because <laughs> this has been so easy for us. We've just been sitting here listening for yes. 25 minutes. But, Karen, the first thing I'll say is that, you know, you were definitely right to tell al to do what he knows because he sure knows goats yes (laughs) that is so apparently clear to me um thank you for sharing all that that Mm -hmm. was enthralling um hillary what do you want to ask first i've got Mm -hmm. questions too
1: well i i definitely want to like backtrack because you you touched on so many things that like i was fortunate enough to hear about in my conversation with karen that i know i wanted to get into but i guess first and foremost I underst- I understand the like the love of farming and where that came from and exploring the markets here and I'm proud to say that I try to like only shop local here and so very happy that we're all on the same page. But why New Brunswick? Like I know that has to be the question that most people ask: Is that like if you want to get into farming and you're looking for land and you choose outside of Woodstock, why? I,
3: I I'll give you this. You I'll give me you me this. Whatever, and... an
1: excuse after.
3: Okay. Can I
1: excuse for a minute? Of course.
3: Thanks. So um I was uh I came home in um we were we were living in Newcastle there and I came home one day. Um I've always been looking at farmland and um I uh we we had well we had seen a place in Peterborough in Ontario and um it it was within the Amish community at that time it was a hundred acres and um uh, it wasn't that bad price at that time, you know. So I said to Karen, you know, let's get this farmland. And she's like, who's going to live there? I said, "We are." She's like, no. So I said, okay. So I kind of leave it alone for a while. And yeah. then um, one of these days I came home, um, which is years later, because I was in Whitby living at that time. Now we were in guest like came home one day and I was in the garage. And just some mindset to me, just um look for farmland and I keep on looking but every time I'm looking in Ontario I've seen the prices and you know I said okay I might said of me look outside of Ontario so that's what I did and actually saw a place in Nova Scotia and a friend of mine was living in Nova Scotia and um, I asked her to go look at this place it was in Truro and she went and she looked at it and I was gung-ho on getting it But Karen was like, no, I'd sent her this place that we are before. She didn't even pay any attention. But then um, I think she picked it up and looked at it again. She's like, oh, if we are going to go, I like this place more. So we uh, started looking at it. And um, the more and more we are looking at it, the more and more we are saying, it looks as if we're going to be going to New Brunswick. So decided to put a bid on and. You know, we did that. You know, we were disappointed in a few things anyways, um, with the house and stuff because of uh at the time we got it, we, we couldn't come and see it.
2: Yeah, because it was in the and, mid uh,
0: midst of COVID. Yeah, sight on scene. A lot of people yeah. bought homes from so, the, like that, yeah.
3: So and and you know, a lot of us uh, went, when well we got uh inspection done and stuff like that, but I think they didn't do a good job. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> that's beside you know what it is. Um so we we uh we choose this place and um, we put our place up for sale and we packed it up and head out you know, with the kids. <laughs>
2: and the kids um, at first, when we told them what we were going to do, um, my older son, he was just, and at that time, if you remember, we were on lockdown. So I think kind of COVID, being in that situation really was kind of like the catalyst that, you know, helped us to decide to do this when we did it? Because we've talked about it over the years, because he's always wanted a farm.
3: Yes, and Um, we've talked about, um, as a matter of fact, we have never been to the East Coast. So two years prior to the pandemic, we were supposed to be coming here for vacation, going as far as uh, Newfoundland. And the first trip we planned with a friend, uh, um, we ended up getting canceled. And, and the then second, the second one, time his friend something happened. So we, we canceled, canceled
2: again. So we've never even been here before. Yeah. So, so when we, <laughs> when on lockdown in Ontario, he saw the place and we decided we we're going to do this. Um, when I went to the children, my son was in his final year, he was in grade 12. He was like, you know what? I welcome this because I've always grown up, growing up in Ontario. I've never been anywhere else in Canada. And he goes, you know, I'm not like you, mom. You at least lived in Alberta and, you know, and then you lived in Ontario, but I've never lived anywhere else but Ontario. So he said he would want to give it a try. My, sec, my uh, young, second daughter, she's, well, no, yeah, my second daughter, Makeda, she was in grade 11 at the time. No, yeah, grade 11. She said, well, she'll do this if we get horses, and uh, our younger daughter at the time, was 10 at the time, Angelica, she said, well, I'll go if, as long as you have wifi. So we decided to, now my older daughter who is married, she's a nurse and has um, you know, a, a, a four-year-old now at the time, when she came and we told her what we were gonna do, she was like, well, what about me? <laughs> And Ooh. she's living on her own, and, and like I said, married and have her family. And so when we explained, well, we can get the farm, we can start our own business. We're planning to do this. And at the time, you know, with even when the a house market in Toronto. Um, about two days later, she called us and she says, "I'm coming too." Yeah. And with her, with her being she a nurse, a she got a job. She got, here before we. Yeah. Even before, <laughs> yeah. Before we even. Before even place, yeah, she got a job. She had a job at the hospital here. So we all packed up and, and came. And like I said, I mean, there was, you know, bittersweet to the move because of course, you know, there were disappointment with the house because we thought we, you know, tried to do everything with getting the house inspected. Mind you, we never bought the property for the house. We really bought it for the property because it was beautiful property. And we knew that it had potential and the fact that it had the two barns on it um you know we knew that we were going to go into farming um so even with that we said you know what we're we're not even gonna let that that, you know make us you know feel anyway we're still gonna do what we're doing we're happy we did this and many times when i talk to um my friends and family in ontario they're like have you regretted the move yet and i said no we still have there's no regrets i mean we're living out our dream. I mean, this is something from about 13 years ago we've been talking about, but just never saw the way to it.
3: And one, one of the drives to this farming is really because I've never seen a Black farmer. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. one of my things. I've always said it. Why can't I see Black farmers? In the States, there is.
2: In the U.S. But Yes,
3: yeah. but here, and I know maybe there is, but it's not highlighted. That's not a, a big community. So it's,
0: it's not, I, 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 was, uh, I used to listen to a podcast called 1609. And one of the episodes was about black farming in the States. Um, <clears throat> now my stats are gonna be way off, but I don't know if it was 100, 150 years ago, about 14% of the farmers in America were black, yes. um, especially after slavery. Yeah. They knew how to farm. They all <laughs> knew how to farm. But pushback and racism and hatred and stealing uh, yeah. of land, acquisition, I think now it's something like less than 0.1% yeah. of farmers in America are now Black. So it's something that, yeah, it, they, they knew squeeze, how to do and you just it, don't it, see it anymore.
3: They squeeze you out once you 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 decide to to do it to a certain level. You, you'll get that sabotage. And I, I noticed yeah. it. Because you know, even even now that uh, we 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 got our stuff going, um, you know, in the in the beginning, some people were you know kind of giving you that gung ho like they're they're you know happy for you, but now that they see that you're really <laughs> doing it, you could see the drawbacks that's
2: coming. Yeah, and, they and, believe you know, us now that we're doing you know, this because so. everyone that used to speak with us when we first came here. Well, you could do a hobby farm um nothing wrong with hobby farming but that's not what we wanted we wanted to do this like i would love to see our meats in the grocery store in a few years from now so that's my goal right so uh we're doing a farm and that's what we want to do and and so now that there's it's been recognized that we're serious about what we're doing we're now seeing some of the pushback. Like, we're seeing it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know? Uh,
0: People were like, oh, that's cute. They want to yeah. have a little, <laughs> a little garden, a little...
2: Yeah, you know? Uh, I'm going to farm honest.
0: equipment is expensive, oh, eh?
3: Yes.
2: yes, it is. It and, really and, is. And, and as
3: I said, uh, well, look, we're not... Um, fifth or our fourth or generation. Third. Yep. That's what I was, yeah.
2: That's what I was alluding to. Down, right. Because one of the reason why, and that even that's why we named ourselves Farron's Family Farms. Because when I came here and I started meeting people and seeing the farms around you know you go down the street you see the name of the family every most the majority of farms here you'll get one or so that sweet valley or whatever um as an example but the majority of farms here carry the family's last name mm-hmm. because it's a generational farm so I said well when in Rome <laughs> so you're starting
0: you starting a legacy I'm I hope.
2: starting a legacy so yes, yes. I said well We're going to name it our farm, our last name, because this is our farm, family farm. And so we did the same thing, which I'm so proud of. Um, But with that said, now we're seeing that being in this community, we see little things, just small things that, you know, if I say to someone that's lived here who, you know, think that. You know, everything is, you know, sympathetic. You, you have no problem. It's all in your head. They won't realize it, but we do. We see it. Um, you know, like we'll, our eggs are cheaper than anybody's around here, but they're only bought from people from Woodstock and further, right? Sure. <laughs> it's not, you know... In
3: the community, there's, there's no, no support. No I'm selling, support. like, yeah, as, we, as she's saying, our eggs are $3.25 <laughs> and there's nobody around that's close who comes and support not even for egg, just for the simple fact
0: of getting a cheap egg so this why is, are your eggs so much cheaper if you don't mind me asking
2: well that's we thought to break into the market right
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe charge the same amount as everyone else yeah it you think that would,
2: it's it's not gonna still not gonna happen you know you and know.
0: but i'm saying if you have something
3: which is there Brown eggs, just the same as anybody else, and you're selling it at three twenty-five. It's a bit less, maybe say seventy-five cents less. Yeah. Somebody. If Some farms are selling it for
2: six dollars.
3: If, if I'm around a community right now, I, I used to go buy eggs from the Amish, and if I go to a, a set of family there that sells their eggs for three dollars, and the, the other one selling for two fifty, I'm gonna go where the two fifty is because I want to get something cheaper. You know what I mean? And I know sure.
2: it's, the same, it's the same product. Well, even so. in this market right now, and, and, and even in the, this environment of, you know, grocery prices are just going way up and, and people want to save more and they're spending more, getting less at the grocery store. And there are people who come and I have people who are ordering my eggs, like, you know, yeah. four dozens every so week, five dozens. But these are people outside this community you know, it's outside and um and some of the, you know, so it just surprised me that I I even try to be more community, you know, involved with things. Go to, to get local events, meet the people. Yeah, yeah. you know, and I mean even you'd think with us trying to be involved and in getting to know people, I mean not every farmer is gonna have beef all the time. Cause you do sell out. Right? We sell a lot. We sell a lot of pork sometimes, but no one is ever within the county to come and, and buy from us.
0: It's amazing that you have a support system that's growing. Um, you're barely a year and a half in and you're having amazing successes. And one of the things I realized when I First started, I've been visiting the Maritimes my whole life. My parents moved here 23 years ago. I moved here 13 years ago. And the thing everyone always says about the Maritimes is that, oh, Maritimers are so friendly. Um, now, Shiloh, you're shaking your head. But the thing that people don't realize is that, yeah, Maritimers are friendly. But they're not nice. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: they're not necessarily nice. And that, it's, that's reflected perfectly in your story. Uh-huh. When you showed up, they all came over, peeking their head around, seeing what you're up to. They're very friendly to you. But when it came down to the nitty gritty of it, they're not nice. It's
2: a two faced um, friendliness. Is, and, and
0: growing up in Toronto, um, everyone out here thinks that Torontonians are complete jerks, and they got it completely backwards. I tell them, Torontonians, yeah. we're not jerks, we're busy. <laughs> if you could stop yeah. a Torontonian long enough to get our attention, right. we're the nicest people in the world, and in my opinion, Torontonians exactly. are much nicer than Maritimers. But I've, I've heard. But sta- Maritimers are friendly. Sorry.
3: I've heard no, this. Go st- ahead. I heard the statement. Oh, Those stupid, um, stupid Ontarians. Yeah,
2: they call us the stupid Ontarians. You know. <laughs> what I mean? So
3: it, what you're saying is exactly true. Yeah. That's just what it is. They look at us different. But the thing is, if, if in Toronto, a white person don't like you, you're going to know that they don't like you because they're letting you know. Yeah. Here, you're going to get a smile and they'll come and give, it, give you a smile and are and behind your back, they're stabbing you. That's just Yeah, what it but is. not
2: even that. Um, what I find is even being here, um, they you go out that you just get the stairs like why are you here i mean the first time al and i we were looking um when we decided you know we got to get some animals we didn't know where to go get the animals and we heard about auctions and we went to an auction and i tell you i remember it so vivid we went to the auction. Remember the first auction we went to? We've never been back to one. I don't know if that scared us. Into, I don't know. But we went to the auction <laughs> and we walked into the room. And I tell you, you could hear a pin <laughs> dropped. And when we walked into the room, the, they couldn't even hide it. Yeah. Like, what are you doing, <laughs> doing here? here? Where did you get lost (laughs) along the way and end up in this building? (laughs) And I tell you, we went in there and we sat down on the bench. I went over and talked to the to find out what they had, you know, what to do
3: and what what they
2: were going to sell. And uh, we sat down on the bench and everyone that came in looked at us and then looked at the rest of the room and you could see that look to the rest of the room who are they and what are they doing here? And you literally we, we would were see sitting, people. Could see that we were yeah, there and, and people you could, and nobody, nobody would sit nobody beside would sit us. There. And then when they would come in and go talk to the other farmer, you'd hear them whispering and then you'd see them look over at us. <laughs> and then they would whisper and they'd look over at us. And I thought, oh my God, Al, I, I can feel it. I hear it. I don't know what they're saying, but I feel it. And one lady didn't, she didn't even come to sit right next to me, but she was sitting enough to be looking at me with her mouth open. <laughs> like her, like, and you know, and it was <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, are you going to make it more obvious? And you know what we did? We end up leaving. We laughed because it was like, what are we going to get here? Like, you know, nothing. We're not going to get anything here. So we left and we've never been back. And I don't want people to think that I'm saying that. I don't want to put this cloud over, you know, pe- everyone because there is the one or two people that make shock us because, like, wow, they're actually really helping us. They seem really sincere, um, yeah. you know, because we've met them. Yeah. But it's just sad because the majority. Is not like that, and and, and I want to even point out that he, the 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 minister of agriculture seems to welcome you know newcomers, and they call us new entrance farmers. So she's always you know say you know I'm supporting you, you know, whatever you need, come whatever information you need, come to us, you know, and and whatnot. But I tell you, if it's for the community on a whole. If I sat back and waited for them to help us, yeah. we wouldn't be anywhere.
3: Wouldn't
2: be. You know, we wouldn't. And it's sad because there's times like I um, I find myself a little bitter because I, I can't believe it, you know, that this is something we still have to deal with, um, you know. And the children, thank goodness they grew up in Ontario. They, they're used to diversity. They're used to, you know, um they, they know where they're from and they have a strong background and a the strong sense of family unit we have together because they face some lashback at school. Um, my son, he only went to school here for what, three months or four months before he graduated, and then he went off to Nova Scotia, which he totally prefer over living here in New Brunswick. And my daughter, um, she went, she was in grade 11, she just finished grade 12. She even wrote a paper on how New Brunswick needs to be, and well, she called it Carlton County because that's where we are, needs to um, accept changes because of how she felt when she came. And she got a lot of backlash in class when she was reading her paper. She said, She said, mom, they were saying that I was calling them you know, racist, that they're racist. And I kept telling them it's not I'm not saying you're racist. I'm just saying you need to know how to welcome people and open up to diversity and get to know people because most of the children in her school shunned in our in her class shunned her. You know, one or two of them would talk to her. Thank goodness that her friends from Ontario literally called her every day, video call her. I think that's what got her through it because if she depended on the social um interaction here she she it would have been a different story well a guy's try to talk to her and um he talked to her
3: when when they're alone and yeah never as, wanted to
2: talk to her when as she soon
3: was as they're at is, school he's at school or with the with the other white kids yeah he never wanted he, to speak to he, her he, does not he didn't know that, her. Uh, she's there yeah so not brave it, enough yeah no. he's not brave
2: enough yeah so
3: that's just what it is so wow. yes, we 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 definitely get a feel of these people not wanting or used to change. That's that's what it is. Um, the well, way, they, the, the is way the way they talk, story. a lot of people have haven't even leave this place. Yeah. like they haven't taken a vacation or you know they, they haven't gone nowhere. People living in Carlton County has not been to Montana. But mountain. this is my question. I've never been to Nova When station.
2: I when I you know when I, I mean? when I see this, didn't they watch television? didn't they realize that Black people are, are no longer slaves and we're no longer,
1: you know, that
2: we've evolved? Uh,
1: <laughs> they're still I, I, watching, like, All in the Family yeah, and no. the Golden Girls era. Like, they're still talking about, like, AIDS. Like, they're still watching yeah. shows that sometimes said the N-word, trust me. Yeah. That's, okay. that's still Channel 3.
3: <laughs> I'll also, sorry, I'll also give you this real quick. We went to Inkerhead And... Um, we, we were in Ingram, and uh, met one of these, Acadian um lady. lady. And she's like, oh, you know, I didn't know you guys went through so much things. So I was like, what do you mean? She's like, I just started watching do some, slave document, movies, yeah, some slave documentaries. That's how I know, some documentary and slave movies. Like, I'm a star. I watched one. They used one to hang
2: and, you guys. <laughs> you <know? She's laughs> like,
3: I didn't know so much you went through. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know? so, This is where
1: we are. I was going to actually ask, it's funny that you brought that up because I sort of wanted to ask the Mm -hmm. language of the people in the auction room because I wouldn't have been surprised uh, either way, in all honesty, um, just because I find that Acadians like to pride themselves on being a minority because they're a language minority. But in the conversation of having everybody equitably be at the table and talking about change and diversity and movement and growth. They're still like, ah, 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 the English hate us and we want the whole pie, but they also had slaves in New Brunswick (laughs) and they forget that like y'all were hanged. Well, by you, like the Acadians had a (laughs) hand in it too, which is something I've only learned recently, but I was sort of curious if the the auction house was a, and a, a bunch of Acadians giving y'all the stink eye, or a bunch of Anglo's giving y'all the stink eye. Not that yeah. it matters either way. It's a horrible experience, but I would have been a little angrier at the Acadians because yeah. they should they should know better, as they've also that's suffered.
2: What
3: I'm as I said, I, I thought that she would have known based on you know how their thing you know they even came about here because it was from 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 the slavery times that they they got here. So they mm-hmm. should have. Bit about what it was yeah
0: there have been black people in New Brunswick since the late 1700s uh, yeah. mostly in St. John and places like that albeit not a lot and uh, I mean yeah you are really in a rural area when I first learned about where your farm was located I was surprised and I'm going to share the screen short, shortly to show people who are, are still watching on YouTube where you are uh, I'd like to go through your Facebook page and see some of the great photos we were looking at but your story like folks like Hillary and I have been doing this for a while and it's reflective of, of what we hear. It, it's painful to hear sometimes, but it's, it's not surprising, but your family's strength and resilience is inspiring and it's so beautiful. And cause you, you belong there and you deserve to be there.
2: That's exactly um, what I say. And, and Clinton, like my younger daughter, um, Angelica, um, shortly before summer break, she experienced some racism and she was so naive to it at first she didn't even realize these children were being racist to her um because they kept coming up to her and asking her do you like vinegar do you like oh. vinegar and then they would all laugh and so she would be like she said she was like mama I didn't even know what they were talking about I just said no, and then another boy would be like, well, do you like vinegar on your fries? But they were emphasizing when they said vin, then they said nigger, right? Vin nigger. So a friend of hers, because she's made some really good friends that stood by, that have her back. One of her close friends said to her, you know, Angelica, they're being racist. And Angelica says, what do you mean? She goes, they're not really saying vinegar. They're calling you the N-word. They're calling you the N word. And so she went to the principal. And my daughter, I've always told her, advocate for yourself. And she told the principal, and she told, and of course, they have to do investigation. By the time Angelica came home, she told me about it. I called, I didn't even wait for this woman to call me. And she gave me the, oh, you know, the pleasantries that I'm looking into this. This is uncalled for. You know, I have a child that has a, a um, challenges too so i don't tolerate this and you know uh, we're gonna look into it but we have to get down to the you know get to the bottom and investigate and talk to all the students well of course it took days for her to investigate and i had to follow up because it kept happening And I had to demand from her that you do something. Of course, she didn't want to do what I was saying because I said, listen, in the world I'm from, this is harassment, this is racism, this is bullying. So these children should be um, suspended. What is your protocol? She can't give me one. So it went to the, it got to the point where I, I, I looked at her and I said, you know what, I am not, I don't appreciate how you're dealing with this. This is my daughter. She has to come to school every day and hear these boys go on because you're investigating and you're taking two weeks to investigate while they continue to harass her. And parents are not called yet. Why aren't parents called to talk to them? Well, you know, I couldn't wait around for her. So I sent an open email to the superintendent and CC'd her. And in my email, I made sure I made it apparent to the dates when these incidents happened how she's been dealing with it. And I let him know, listen, more and more people like us are moving here and the community is beginning to be diverse. So using the excuse that you've never had to deal with this before, just not going to cut it. Like you, you need to teach them how to deal with this. So he then called her. So she called me and said, Oh, I just finished speaking with the superintendent. He wants to be involved in this. I said, yes. Um, I mean, the last incident That one child, get eventually got suspended. Most parents didn't want to accept that their children was doing this. She then in turn um, admitted to me that some of these um, behavior learned from home and that this is how a lot of these parents around here are. But I said, but you need to let it know because I pay my taxes like all of these parents who demand that their children feel protected at school. So my child should be protected too. So you need to make it apparent that when they come on school property, this behavior is not acceptable. And in order for you to let that be known, is you have to make it known by how these um, you deal with these children and the um, and and what you know that that basically how you deal with them and um, the consequence you give them for what they do. Because if you keep talking to them and telling them they're not allowed to do this anymore, nothing is going to be done. But if you start suspending every one of them when they do this, parents are going to get the idea that this is not acceptable. So, so far, um, before the school ended, she called me to let me know she did suspend one child. So I don't think we're going to be loved by many of the parents because I demanded this. (laughs) Um, But I had to get the superintendent involved. And I had to show him that this is harassment and bullying. And the fact that this principal was trying to tell me at that point, that they've never had to deal with this before, is not acceptable.
1: And it shouldn't be. I want to, like, one, fully acknowledge and appreciate the, like, What's the word I'm even looking for? Just, like, the sheer amount that you are defending your kids because I I don't know that all parents understand, like, how hard it is to hear that your kids are going through something like that, especially – we've talked to different people who – they've gone through it as well and it's also the shock of seeing that there has been no progress in these communities and you're describing things that like i was pushed into the wall in grade 10 and called a cotton picker and it's been a decade and now we're hearing things like this like that things do not change in i will say specifically these white new brunswick communities where this is still happening and i think Like, kudos to you for advocating, that's what I was looking for, for your your kids so aggressively, because that is exactly what is needed for parents to not be afraid of the administrations that run these schools, I will say half-assed, that are not educating the the teachers on what to do, aren't educating the students on how to be better. Um, I will say that that joke is actually that non-joke it's not a real joke but it's it is a joke in a comedy special that a white comedian got flack for that the it was a call and response of getting okay, the getting audience to him? say something uh, and uh-huh. for him to say it back and so he went vin and then the audience finished by right. saying nigger and then um, he, he went ha okay. gotcha and so the mm-hmm. parents might not know if they're letting the kids just watch Netflix, but it's an actual like comedy sketch, um, okay, which is yeah, also yeah. horrible on behalf of Netflix and social media. And it it highlights a much, much bigger issue, but it's something that I just like heard on Netflix. So I was like, oh shit, we're we're still doing this. Okay. And, see, cool. Yeah. When Angelica came home, just
2: like her, I said, yeah, and what? And then she explained it to me and I was like, oh no, oh no. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and, and I mean, um, thank goodness. Like it gets to the point where she was even going to the principal and I would say, do you want me to call her on this one? She's like, no mom, I've got it. You know, and now they even have, you know, um, books that were given to the school to teach them about diversity and so on. And I look at the positive in this, that it was dealt with. And if it comes down that I have to, you know, help them and and assist them, which I've offered to, to, um, what kind of books and things, materials to get into school to help them. And I have badly, you know, offered, um, I will, because I know this is new for them also. And sometimes just like farming where I didn't know what direction to go, you know, I can guide them in what direction to go. But as long, you know, I, I. I am hoping. I am hoping that there will be, you know, in the future, or hopefully near future, that there will be more openness and willingness to learn and accept. Because, like I've always teach my children, even with them and at home, um, acceptance is the first thing. <laughs> Once yeah. you accept, you know, acceptance, then you can learn. But if you don't accept things, you 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 won't learn.
0: Yeah, and um, New Brunswick really has been a province that's been stuck in the past. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're talking about in the early 2000s, there'd be people walking around downtown Moncton with swastika tattoos on their chest openly, no one cared about. In the 90s, there were skinheads in in Moncton Riverview uh, harassing people all the time. I always make the joke that high-speed internet was like God's gift to New Brunswick because it gave people a bit of exposure to culture. But the reality is New Brunswick is very rural. And um, you could say it's community by community, but this is a systemic problem that really hasn't gone away. My wife grew up here in the 90s. She's Egyptian, and she faced brutal racism. Hillary faced brutal racism. I lived my entire life in Toronto. And when I would come to visit my parents for like four days, three times a year, I experienced more racism in New Brunswick than I'd ever experienced in a lifetime in Toronto. Um, I'm going to connect you, Karen, with my wife, who just recently uh, launched a not-for-profit called the Human Voice Foundation, in which she also is launching seminars and, and going to different places. And like what you're doing, like the resources to try to teach these communities, one at a time because New Brunswick is going to get more diverse um the, the New Brunswick government continues to invest millions and millions of dollars in bringing immigrants here as well as people from all over Canada but they have not created the infrastructure yes. to protect and keep Never. these well, people of color safe they've done absolutely nothing they're taking so their tax brutal. dollars they're taking the fees from immigrants to come to Canada hundreds a hundred thousand dollars sometimes just to come here but they are doing nothing to protect the citizens they are bringing here, and it's hugely problematic. Um, I wanted. You, and, oh, sorry. The, yeah? I also, if your daughter is interested, uh, I think Hillary and I would be so happy to share and publish. I was gonna her work on our on our networks and channels to help get that word out there.
1: I was gonna say that later. <laughs>
0: like we have a collection of stories, of, not like an actual collection, but we like people young children in rural communities all over New Brunswick, especially if they're the first in that community, mm-hmm. they are being racially abused in schools. And the school board uh, creates this sense of enableism, or I don't like to use this word a lot, but even gaslighting of parents to be like, oh, we have to look into it. It's going to take time. Oh, like your exact story. Like, you know, we don't tolerate this because my son has funny ears and like, it's, it's not the same. No, <laughs> and um, your like your strength and resilience is exactly what that community you're in needs. I don't know okay. when the next Black family or pre- people of color may go to where you are, but uh, your stories are so inspiring and also painful. Like I'm getting goosebumps. Yeah. Um, and I was- it's amazing that you're sharing it. Go ahead, Hillary.
1: I was going to just, like, add that, like, Clinton and I are very proud to have been asked by people in the school district to help with the, like, Black Histories curriculum and building resources and sharing them. And if there's any you want to share so that we can share them more with that, widely with that network, that would be great. At the same time, we've been made aware by me still having connections in the school district from my school that, like, there are archaic teachers who are not going to implement what we're doing. And that's why parents like you that are, are there advocating at ground level are important because we can make a curriculum and we can put resources on it. And some old 50 year old white dude can just toss that in the trash and continue to teach whatever he wants or continue to hear kids being called the N word in class and not advocate for them or do anything about it recently I had one of my favorite high school teachers come to me and say and this is the other thing that makes me sort of emotional about your story is that there are these girls who are going to the guidance counselor about being called the n-word but then they feel guilt for even advocating for themselves and it sounds like you are raising a group of young individuals who have no problem being like nah this white person is mistreating me I will not stand for this in this community thank you but no 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 and that's what we all need because they need to know that this is not okay, or else they will propagate a generation of uh asshats who are going to continue to be racist and hurt more people yes. in that community. And then there won't be people to accept the resources. We don't know yeah. when the next black farmers are going to turn up, but we want them to have a loving experience. Yeah. I hate that you're having to pave the way for that. Happy you came that's from Starbucks to happened, do God's yeah. work. That's,
3: that's how it works. I just allow, well, as you said, I allow I I the Lord to do with His work because a lot of these things that's happening he's the one to me that guide us in this direction and um we we're pushing we have that resilience it's
0: like you
2: know we pray if you push me down (laughs) i'm getting back
3: up
0: that's just what it is you're real pioneers real pioneers and um yeah there's like the it's white fragility you've heard that word before right like the, the sensitivity, the, the reactions to what you're doing, the, everything. Um, but yeah.
2: And you know Another. what? I want to, I want to make sure I say this too, because why are we still here? One, I love this place. It's beautiful, it is eh? beautiful. Yeah. When is. I am driving most days, I thought, wow, am I really here when I see the landscapes? It's gorgeous. I love the fresh air i i love it
3: we went so, whale, whale
2: watching whale watching you know, and the salt water
3: there's a few things here that we haven't got to do yet you know like we haven't gone to uh that place close to month and there with the uh when oh, the water the, goes, the, goes out the, there for a while oh, yeah, yeah
1: hope, rocks? hope yes. rocks yes yeah, 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 got i, to go I there. haven't
3: been there yet so you know but i'm still loving this place but yeah under the, the farm and what we are doing um basically mm-hmm. I, I just want um, even our community, in the sense of knowing that you know the product we're putting out is authentic because it is natural, grass-fed. There's no hormones. There's there's nothing added, and you know what you're getting is definitely the real deal. So you know that's what I'm I'm pushing and I'm I'm continuing to push that. And for all the the, the people who love their meat, I want healthy meat, clean herd. This is weird
0: it is at. this okay. is place to go. I wasn't <laughs> sure how to transition from that like chilling, heart-wrenching story back to the farm stuff. And I um, you did a great job. <laughs> yeah, actual um,
1: podcast guests. They just know how to yeah, do this. Yeah, like yeah. I said, this is the
0: Hillary and I just back this episode and, and, and listening. But um, let's take a look at some of nice. your pictures on your farm. So so, to those listening, audio, you're not going to see this, but always hop over to uh, our, our YouTube channel if you mm-hmm. like. Uh, you can see Moncton over here, Fredericton over here, St. John way down there, and then way west, near Grand Falls and Perth-Andover and everything, yeah. is the Farron Family Farms. Uh, congrats on your new sign that you had put up this yeah. week. It's beautiful. But it's, it's a lot. How, how many acres are you sitting on, if you don't mind us asking?
2: One hundred and thirty seven,
0: one hundred and thirty seven acres. OK, this is the entrance going down to your house.
2: Yeah, It's a long driveway. Uh, beautiful <laughs> piece
0: of property. It looks like uh, lots of interesting stuff going on. Um, you have the you said beef. You have horses. You have goats Sheeps. and uh, sheep.
2: Uh-huh. Pigs.
0: And uh, yes, yeah, so there's the horses that you promised your <laughs> daughters and uh are these so these are all your your goats uh where is that yeah. picture what like is this your property
2: no no uh, no, no no that, that was says, just at first when i didn't have my sign and my logo
0: okay that's, that's over somewhere in like europe or something yeah, isn't yeah, it yeah. yes okay okay but
2: these are most of the goats that we carry the boar goats because they do put on they're more meaty mm-hmm. yes and that's our little Angelica. She entered yeah, this
3: was, uh, she entered for the 4-H program.
2: 4-H, her goat. And this is how my children, I just love how unique they are. Everyone was doing sheep, and she did a goat. So awesome. she only, only goat in the...
0: Oh, hey. <laughs>
3: that
0: is so cute.
2: Yeah. The female
3: there that was born this year.
2: Yeah.
0: And again, what I wanted to say, and what I know that you are not saying, when I was talking about white fragility a, a second ago, because I lost my train of thought, is that you... And- uh, we are not saying that all white people out there are like this. no no not by any means they are out there and there's a lot of white people that are, are loving and accepting I don't know how many in your community yeah. <laughs> but this is not attack on Caucasian no. skin or white people no. this is this is uh the truth and this is an attack yes. on people who are full of hate uh and hate the unknown or hate um people with dark skin because of preconceived stereotypes that they've seen from a crime show or a a scripted television show where they like hillary was joking about where they're reinforcing these negative concepts and they just don't like you because literally because you have melanin in your skin
2: Uh
0: but uh, because i was looking at all the the happy people at the
2: yes and and, and yeah and we have like and you know a couple neighbors that are willing, like we can go to them and, and they're willing to help us and give us advice. Like there's one um, farmer that I, he's my go-to guy to call to get, you know, answers, where to go, what to do. And he's always willing and volunteering information. And, but he's a gem because he's, you know, there's what, I see only like a few of them that I can, I, I, I can get this information from. There's no one else and it's sad and and many times I, I even feel bad and I will say to him, listen, you're my go-to because, you know, you're willing to help us and give us information and we wouldn't have known otherwise. Exactly. Uh-huh.
0: Is there any particular pictures or videos you want us to share there? I mean anyone watching on YouTube like y'all are farming like we don't farm yeah. like this over no. here we, we got we got birds we got chickens ducks geese uh, guinea fowl peacock uh a little turkeys. barn a garden oh turkeys but yeah. uh y'all have the you have the, the domes the barns yeah we're out there doing it the equipment
2: mm-hmm. yeah,
0: this is this is beautiful oh, to see go ahead
2: you're
3: picturing right now is our, our tarp barn um, we're storing that uh, hay for okay. the winter um, I have uh, this was the first cut that was done
2: this year. And
3: the, this barn that you just uh, featured there, we use that for the cows for the winter time.
2: Yeah, and, and, the, 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 mm-hmm.
3: and the horses. And horses, and then um, for the uh, the other barn we have is uh, yeah for the, the goats.
2: Yeah, we have another barn um, that's more insulated. That one over on that side. That's my yeah. older daughter, the nurse. By the way, so on okay. her off she's here, learning how to share sleep. <laughs> yeah,
0: I love seeing your your reels and stories. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz there's a lot of first, there's a lot of historic things that happen have been happening yeah. in New Brunswick for um for people from out of New Brunswick. Exactly. Um yeah. for instance, September 2nd and 4th, have you heard of Summer Salsa? Yes. Yes,
2: we've heard so of that's, it. So
0: that's never happened in the history yeah. in New Brunswick's okay. entire history. There's never been a Caribbean festival oh, okay, oh, okay. it's not not once there's, there's so many new things happening in this province hillary often gets a little jealous because she after she moved away and then all the, all the culture, all the I culture left, and Brunswick was
1: like, oh we like black people now like you didn't like black people when i was there <laughs>
2: yeah well you know what i will say that we were also shocked when we came here and realized the large African and Caribbean community
0: Absolutely. that
2: we're here, we didn't, we didn't know, you know? Um, so when we initially came, we were even looking at how can we get our goat meat to urban market, you know, Montreal and um, Toronto, you know, the urban city, but we've not been able to, there's been, well, our, one of the thing is um, where the abattoir, the federal abattoir, um, but the other thing is, even if we were we wanted to, we mostly sell out of our goat meat here because people as far as St. John are driving to come to our farm to buy our goat meat.
0: That's amazing. Not even yeah. a year and a half in. I, I, I'm seeing great successes for you. And I, I think you'll do nothing but grow. Your, yeah. your social media is on point. You're out there. You're confident. You have faith. Uh, you're strong. And uh, I mean, it's only up from here. It doesn't sound you. Wow. you're aware of the pushback, but you're not getting pushback. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh,
1: am I right in saying, too, that you guys are, are building something at the moment? Yes. And you guys want to talk about it?
2: Yes. Um, the shop. Oh, okay. Yes, we're building a shop um, so we can sell our products out of the shop.
1: And not from your house.
2: <laughs> not from our house, yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh Lord, I'm 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 waiting for that to, to complete. Um, we unfortunately we've had um, a situation happen in our family that we had to take away some time, and and uh, and so now coming back, returning. Um, we have to, you know, are focusing on getting that done, and, and, and the other thing was also getting our sign up because a lot of our customers, they would see the old barn in front of the drive and the long driveway, and they were like, "Did any?" They would call. We only see an old barn at the address you gave us. Nobody lives up there. They're like, "Yes, we do. You have to come up the driveway." So now we have to work on finishing our shop. I am anticipating it that then it will feel more like a business, you know, they come, they can look at what meat they want and buy it. Um, So I'm hoping by the fall, we'll have that ready.
3: (laughs) We have a few more things up our sleeves that we we want to incorporate with uh, what's going on, but um, those are work in progress now. Um, We're still trying to get, um, as we said, we're just a year and so we're still trying to get everything with the animals and, uh, right level that's setting really, up you
2: know, fencing, like we've just yeah. we finally you know got some fencing done that can have them to um rotational grazing so they can be pastured, mm-hmm. you know for the entire summer they've been out there we're even building some more fences in the back i mean it's to be honest with you um like i said to one of our friends that we've recently met here and she's a darling i said oh my lord i realized now i was coasting through life before now i have to really work hard i mean <laughs> I
0: it's hard. So hard. It is Fences, hard everything is hard <laughs> yeah. on the farm. yeah it's like
3: everyday work for yeah. sure there is there's always something to do there's not one time you could say there's nothing you can't keep up with all the chores you have. That's yeah. just what it is. So you, you have to just dedicate yourself as to do your most important, that you take off the list and then go. Yeah, you
2: know, I, I I so appreciate farmers now. <laughs> I, I, I respect them to the fullest because they're hard working. And in this day of farming, like I said, is there's a business side. There's a labor side, like, you know, there's the marketing and selling and, and you know, finding a customer base. Like there is a lot to do. And if to you don't do. have
3: the equipment
2: and to, yeah to
3: help you along the way, that's where okay. you're gonna do even well, harder work. Uh-huh. And that's why I was even um, saying we you 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 do need certain equipments when you're doing mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it'll let that job be a, a little more easier. So that fifth generation, he goes through easy because he has all the equipment from grandfather coming right now, right? So that's just what it is. But we are, yeah. you know, we are, we're we're new at it, and um, we're putting our focus in it, and we're doing it as a family, and you know, it, we're doing it.
2: And you know, and I have <laughs> to know. say, he did a lot of reading, um, on how to start a farm. And how to even purchase equipment. And, you know, even tips he was giving me. We have to look for a retired farmer, Karen, that's selling their equipment. You know, and it was true. Like, they came in handy. Well,
3: they do warn um, you about it. It's like first trade. Yeah. You know, you're going to do something. You want to make a little bit of research about it. And mm-hmm. If you look at it today, the the farmers, even when they're retired, they don't sell their, their equipment usually- unless... They don't they, have family, have member, no to, family yeah. member to run that business, yeah. but if they do, then it just go right down the line. Yeah, and the, the next generation comes and improve what's there. That's just what it is. So, mm-hmm.
1: you well, know. if you don't end up passing it all down to your family, I think Clinton might be insane <laughs> to take on your legacy after you get an Keep it, keep it at least in the racialized family. Oh,
2: yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, and, and that's why, too, like, I want others that are watching this, yes. other blacks, you know, that are watching this, that want to get into farming. Because we've had a few phone calls yes. where people are interested in getting into farming and they're like, well, no, how they did you see, do it? Yeah, they see
0: us Y'all need a YouTube channel. That's yeah. an, Need a YouTube yeah. channel.
2: I know, uh, it's, yeah. it's just the time. I know, I know,
0: I know. <laughs>
3: You're you right, because I've been telling her. From I know, we got this place, it's I the said, time. We should do this on a YouTube, show them what we picked up and where we are now. Yeah.
1: You build, you build a ready, side room next sneak. to your shop and I'll move in. And I'll <laughs> yeah, on that camera. yeah.
0: What you're doing is unique. You're a niche. The reality oh, is, and um, there's yeah. not a lot of Black farmers. Oh, we we
1: yeah.
2: welcome it. And I would love to see more like us in the farming, yes. because that's how we can have our network, and how we can support and help each other, you know?
3: Uh, and who doesn't yeah. want to do the farming? Do the supporting. Yeah.
1: That's, it yeah. that's why I'm here. I'm yeah. going to support yeah. all of y'all farmers. Yeah. You got
0: to support. We're going gonna to keep yes. shouting your name. And... Um, yeah, yeah,
1: we can't thank you enough for coming on and sharing this story. Like it was, it was, it was everything a Nicholas Sparks movie should be from the <laughs> romance to the daughter coming along to the sadness. I felt every emotion possible. But jokes we aside, it's. Joke you know to, to jokes aside it was a like a very beautiful story and I'm so happy that you guys are in New Brunswick and making a difference and despite mm-hmm. the fact that I've left I'm glad that there are people like you there and I'm like counting the days until I book another flight to go back and we will do a Black Atlantic road trip and we will visit and I will I will make your a, a first YouTube video for you guys completely oh, live on the scene <laughs> and uh maybe only the second time I have I, based on what you said it'll probably be the first time i actually have real goat apparently yeah. i doubt <laughs> that i've actually had it and i didn't get to have it at carabana so um yeah uh, what are just so anybody listening because i don't have it in front of me your instagram and socials is it just fair, fair and family farms family farms yes f-e-r-r-o-n yes,
0: F-E-R-R-O-N <laughs> yes. underscore family yeah. underscore,
2: underscore farms,
1: farms. perfect yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so everybody listening, watching, um, make sure to check them out. Make sure to make the drive. Get that authentic grass-fed goat. Go visit the shop once it's open. People. Share the love. Keep or- that
0: focus and getting into those supermarkets too. Get into, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, once you get into those supermarkets, it's a wrap, right? Like it's, yeah, it's not exactly. a wrap. It's going to be lots of hard work, but still, yeah. that's... That's a beautiful Absolutely. goal to keep, keep yeah. your eyes on that prize. Mm-hmm. And uh, this has been such a joyful yeah. episode for uh, for us. Thank of you course. so much. And to Have anybody any...
1: listening, I was just going to say briefly, keep your eyes peeled because I, like I said at the beginning, I will be sharing more mm-hmm. of this story on other platforms. So we will be continuing to spread the love to you guys. All right. okay, okay, well, thank well, thank Bob, you. Okay.
2: Say hello
0: to your children. We look forward to meeting them one day.
2: Yes, yes. I will. You're, you're raising
0: you. strong children, yes. which is, again, what, what we need out here. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be messaging you sooner, but I got some goat questions of my own uh, because we've been looking to get one since we moved here. Goat and sheep, yeah, Yeah.
1: I'll
3: direct you in the right direction
0: for sure. (laughs) All right,
1: awesome. Thanks everybody for listening. Thanks to the two of you, Clinton, Hillary. Thanks, bye.